Hi, and welcome to the Lehman Krellin Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Baker. In this podcast, we focus mainly on regulatory compliance issues coming out of the UK, but there is a global component to the content we present. We hope you get value out of this one. Thanks again for listening. In today's podcast, I will give a quick overview of how government is looking to change how a multi-trillion pound industry functions. The following figures come from UK Finance Estimates in 2021. The Clearinghouse Automated Payment System, or CHAPS, is used primarily by financial institutions to make wholesale financial payments and by large corporates to make corporate treasury payments. In 2021, CHAPS accounted for just 0.1% of total volume of payments in the UK, but 90% of the total value of payments. So there were 48 million CHAPS payments processed in 2021, worth a total of 86.3 trillion pounds. Contrast that with 4.6 billion payments made by direct debit, with an overall value of 1.2 trillion. We can only assume that these numbers are even larger two years down the line. Players in the UK payment space will want to review a recent publication entitled Payments Regulation and the Systemic Perimeter Consultation Response. It's a bit of a mouthful, I know. This document goes into how HM Treasury is looking to reform the payments perimeter from an entity-defined payments perimeter to an end-to-end perimeter. I will go into what that means in just a minute. It's useful to keep current on this if you're interested in how the UK payments industry will be regulated post-Brexit and in line with government efforts to encourage the UK crypto asset market. How post-Brexit legislation and HM Treasury are changing the regulatory perimeter of the Bank of England and the FCA. How the Bank of England, the FCA, and the payment services regulator collaborate. So right now they have a joint memorandum of understanding which sets out a framework for cooperation in relation to payment systems. Government expects this MOU to be updated in due course. And final point of interest, if you're looking at what risks government and HM Treasury find of most interest, and which, of course, you will want to ensure you are managing, then you want to keep an eye on this consultation response. Finally, let's review a few key steps in the process. One is publication of the consultation. That was back in July 2022. Next is publication of government's response to feedback on that consultation. This is what was published in early August of 2023. Related to all of this, and as part of the Edinburgh reforms, government launched its review of the Senior Managers and Certification Regime, SMCR, perhaps extending that regime to authorized payment service providers and e-money institutions. That review is ongoing, but may lead to further extensions of the Bank of England and FCA's remits. Also related to this, back in July 2023, government presented legislation for consideration by Parliament, which would grant the FCA and the Payment Services Regulator relevant powers over their respective retained EU law for payment services. Government now needs to finalize how it will enact payment services reforms vis-a-vis the Bank of England. This could mean, for example, the passing of primary legislation that redraws and reforms the Bank of England's systemic payments perimeter based on government's responses to that consultation feedback. Finally, the Bank of England will need to articulate how it intends to supervise given this reformed perimeter. Okay, so let's jump into how post-Brexit legislation in HM Treasury may be changing the regulatory perimeter of the Bank of England and the FCA. 
Currently, HM Treasury recognizes payment system operators and their associated service providers for Bank of England supervision. Under the reforms, there would be an expansion of the regulatory perimeter to include payments service providers in their own right and their associated service providers. Now, this additional category of service provider would allow for the recognition of payments providers that pose systemic risks in their own right. The distinguishing feature of this category being that the source of risk would be in relation to the provider itself and not its relationship with an already recognized payment system. So from two types of entities to more, but based on systemic risk considerations. The new proposed method to bring entities within the systemic payments perimeter is interesting here. After the reforms, the Bank of England would be required to assess systemic risk and the Treasury would be responsible for formally recognizing future entities as systemic. And that's through consultation with the Bank of England and the entities themselves. Now, whilst the Bank of England's perimeter would be reformed to allow for risk assessment across the sector, such a design would ensure that entry into Bank of England supervision would therefore remain preserved for only those few entities that operated at a systemically important scale. Rather than adding new specific types of payments entities into the Bank of England's perimeter for consideration as systemically important, the government set out its intention to give the Bank of England freedom to monitor stability risks across payments chains and then recommend for recognition by Treasury any payments entity that met systemic thresholds of risk. That would then make the entity subject to supervision by the Bank of England. So this risk-based approach attempts to support the reform principle of same risk, same regulatory outcome. Treasury hands down a recognition order on an entity the Bank of England then supervises it. Now, it should be noted that no entities will automatically enter Bank of England supervision following these reforms. What's the UK's regulatory approach to encouraging innovation? Now, government thinks that these reforms are designed to ensure that financial stability risks across payment chains can actually be holistically monitored and effectively mitigated through Bank of England supervision as the sector continues to evolve. They feel that they're giving the Bank of England a more free hand by focusing on risk as opposed to entity type. What risks do government and HM Treasury find of most interest and which should you ensure you're managing if you're not already managing them well? So in this consultation response, HM Treasury spoke a lot about financial stability risks spread across payments networks as payment chains unbundle and more product and service providers enter the space. These product and service providers include, for example, stablecoins and stablecoin issuers. A subset of stablecoins are known as digital settlement assets in UK regulatory parlance. So if the main stablecoins position themselves as digital settlement assets, then Tether, USDC, and perhaps the new PayPal USD stablecoin are ones to watch in this context. Now, Tether and USDC are not payment system operators, but they could be subject to Bank of England oversight if found to impact financial stability risk in the UK. So what are indicators of financial stability risk in the UK? The criteria that HM Treasury must assess when determining if a payment system operator, service provider, or an associated service provider require Bank of England supervision are these. Volume, value, and nature of the payments processed, the substitutability of the system in question, the entity's relationship with other systems within the payment chain it serves, and then finally, if the Bank of England itself depends on the system. 
Product and service mappings will be key in these assessments, similar to what we see in SMCR management maps. So if this mapping is of interest to you or your firm, do reach out to us for a confidential discussion. And thanks again for listening to this quick review of payments regulation and the systemic perimeter consultation response and how HM Treasury is looking to reform the payments perimeter by focusing on a more risk-based approach, probably bringing more entities into the regulatory net. As we bring this episode to a close, I'd like to ask you to drop in a five-star rating, please. It'd really help us out. Also, check out the website for more content at www.lehmancrellin.co.uk. Don't forget to join us next time on the Lehman Crellin podcast. Until then, thanks for your time. Goodbye.